Heroecast Podcast Emporium. Look out behind you! Welcome to Alphabet Flight, Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with a guest, and we talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is the tremendous Jeff Kowalski! Hello, it's me. I'm here on the show. We're going to talk about Justin Hammer today. Okay. So... Uh, do you, do you know who Justin Hammer is? Yeah, I'm aware. He is a uh, Iron Man villain um who does not have any sort of alternate identity. Nope, he's just a billionaire industrialist, just like half of Iron Man's villains. Yep, every Iron Man villain is uh what if Iron Man was evil? Either uh, it's an evil businessman or an evil robot man. Yep. Uh so I mean, not to say, I, I, I like a decent amount of Iron Man's villains. Like, I legit like, you know, I feel like you could do a little bit better sometimes. Yeah, there are too many. There's like five Crimson Dynamos. That's a little bit much. Well, that's more of a Russia Cold War thing. I think that was supposed to be like a Cold War illusion. Yeah, but it's still like a weird, like, <laughs> he constantly kills them and then there's another one waiting. Like, Crimson Dynamo is also supposed to be like one of those, like, kinda good guys, kinda bad guys. Yeah, well, I mean, also, it, I think all of them that were in the, um, Soviet super soldiers, um, they're supposed, they're supposed to be kinda gray, cause like, they're, they're protecting their people. But it was during the Cold War. So, I mean, the government that they worked for was very shady about things. This guy uh, is most popular for his movie appearance, uh, played uh, by Sam Rockwell. Which, do you want to just talk about Iron Man 2 for a little bit? Yeah, I like that movie. I like it too. I think it was unfairly maligned. Like, it wasn't the best movie, but it's kind of hard to follow the first Iron Man. I think if you go back and watch it next to, um, for example, Doctor Strange or uh, even like mm, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 or something like that, it'll be like, oh, this is pretty much just as, like, all the bad things are the tying it to the larger universe stuff. Like, that's the f- main thing people complained about, uh, and all the other movies do it far more. <laughs> I don't know. I liked it fine. I thought it was cool when he had that suitcase suit. I thought uh Mickey Rourke did a good job. Yeah, Mickey Rourke. I really liked Sam Rockwell playing Justin Hammer. Like he did it. Like he be first off he was an old grumpy old man, which kind of helps a little bit. But he he's just like he just did a good job. I think most of the people did a good job. Like John Cheadle, which was not a subtle switch off. No, he does not look, he does not look the same as Terrence Howard at all. He looks like he's 20 years younger. He is completely physically different. He doesn't even play the same kinds of roles. Um, yeah, it was a fine switch. I think Don Cheadle's a good 
choice, but I, I'm disappointed at every recasting. Like, Ed Norton to Mark Ruffalo is another one where it's like, you guys didn't even try, did you? <laughs> you just, like, picked another good actor. <laughs> another, another thing. I like Mark Ruffalo. So, I'm not complaining too much. I'm just like, maybe you could just try a little bit better. Uh, Batman Begins to Dark Knight, they went from Katie Holmes to Maggie Gyllenhaal, and those two look pretty much the same. They're, like, very- they have very similar faces. That was not a jarring change, but, like, Don Cheadle looks like he could be a grandpa. Um, I like Don Cheadle as Rhodey. Yeah. Like, he did a great job. I liked him as War Machine. Uh, I like the drunken fight that happened in the Malibu thing. Yeah, that was fun. It was a little disappointing that they had already decided that they weren't going to treat Tony's addiction with any sort of severity at all. Um, but I guess it's fine. Like, it was kind of just like, hey, I solved it with... with an injection. Which is something that you probably can make millions off of. Or billions off of, just by selling the alcoholism cure. He still drinks after that movie, too. Like, he drinks in Avengers. And he drinks in Spider-Man Homecoming, also. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's very strange that, uh... That they still have Tony Stark drinking in the movies. What if he's just doing, like, stuff for, like, appearances? Like, he's just like, hey, make this look like this drink, but actually add apple juice or something in it. I think that would be a fun reveal, but I don't think they're ever gonna bother. No, like, I mean, that would make a little sense. It's just like, you know, I'm still, I'm still Tony Stark. I need to be aloof and cool, which means I have to drink a lot. But I'm just gonna yeah. do it with by tricking people. I could see there being a scene in Infinity War where uh, he makes a joke like, oh, I haven't had a drink in ten years, I've just been faking it with uh, with sparkling grape juice all this time. Um, but I don't think that they're ever going to address it in a serious way, uh, which is both a relief because I don't think they do a good job, and unfortunate because I feel like these movies don't ever uh, attempt to touch on real emotions that people feel. The thing that I loved about Spider-Man Homecoming is the only mention of his origin was, like, a two-sentence thing. Yeah, after all that's happened with May, like, he doesn't even say Uncle Ben, he doesn't say my uncle, or Ben, and none of it. He doesn't mention any of it. It's no, so no, good. Really, it's literally what, it's just like, after his, after, after his friend, which I want to keep on saying Genki, but I don't think that's his name in the movie. Nope, he's Ned. Because he's his based name off of Ned. It. Yeah, he's based yep. off of Genki, but no, but I liked him also. I loved that movie. It was, it was so fun. <laughs> and it's a lot of, yeah, I enjoyed it. It's it's shooting up there for like my favorite Marvel movie. Like I'll have to wait. Uh, there's just year. some bits and pieces where you could really see the seams. Um, like every time he's with Tony Stark, they make no specific references to what he's doing. He's like, "You did. You made the right choice in that situation," which was ethically complex um like making it very clear that someone else wrote the tony stark scenes before they had finished the other plot i, I also it also felt to me that the tony stark parts like obviously you know like they're pretty much probably they may be even done in like one or two days like they, he didn't have that much yeah that pro that stuff was probably all shot at the same time as civil war <laughs> but like he but i think that him and tony stark 
like both Tom Holland doing a really good job at acting against Robert Downey Jr. Like kind of keeping the scene like kind of equal instead of like, you know, Robert Downey Jr. stealing the scene. It was kind of like equal like they were. And uh, I felt like the I felt like it made him aloof. And stuff. And I kind of like that. Actually, I liked it. I liked, uh, Homecoming a lot. Um, but to get back to the, to the thing, like the origin thing, uh, for Spider-Man was just like, how'd you get your powers? Oh, I was bitten by a spider. Just like, oh, wait, where's the spider? Oh, it, he's dead. And that's literally the only thing about his origin. It's extremely satisfying to not have to sit it, sit through Uncle Ben's murder and that spider bite for a third time. In, and actually, I think Tom Holland does the best Spider-Man and Peter Parker. Yeah, I think that it's interesting. We haven't gotten to see Teen Peter, really, except in the exaggerated Sam Raimi form, which was like, yeah, that's how teen stuff was made back then. But now we can cast actual teenagers and show what they actually like talk to each other like instead of casting someone who's 25 and having them make a hang 10 gesture and skateboard around like nobody that's not how teenagers is don't do it like that and like it felt really refreshing because it did actually feel like a teen movie yeah and i think they did a good job at showing how hard it is to be a young superhero because he's constantly just disappointing his friends and he's he's always he's always getting in trouble because like he has no cuz he's still a minor he's 15 yeah there's not there's like nothing he could do yeah and like he just he's just and i really liked uh, michael keaton in it yeah, um, he did a great job, especially the tr- scene in the car where he's like, good old Spider-Man. That whole part was very good. Yeah, and I really like their take on Vulture, because I've always, I've wanted Vulture in all of these movies, and I, and like, just seeing the aerial fight, uh, in, um, Civil War, where he did with, um, Falcon, I was just like, I really hope they yeah. did Vulture in the next one, because those aerial fights in Homecoming were fun. They're so fun and dynamic yep. and interesting. Like, it's something completely different we haven't seen in any of the Spider-Man movies, first off, and any of the Marvel movies. It was fun and dynamic. Yeah, I thought it was, um, I thought, like, that's the same way I felt when, um, in The Incredible Hulk, when, um, Blonsky gets his first, uh, super serum, super soldier injection and goes and fights the Hulk. I was like, oh, this is what we're gonna get when Captain America has a movie, uh, three years from now. This is, uh, this is the crossover we have to look forward to. I was hope. uh, I mean, they could still do that. Uh, Actually. yeah, I don't I guess Captain America never got to fight the Hulk in any of the movies, huh? No, like, he kind of was, they kind of made him a good guy immediately, but that's how the uh, original Avengers team was. Like, the Hulk was on there, and he was quote-unquote good. I I think that's fine, but uh it was still nice to, like, we do get um really good portrayals of how these super soldiers just, like, their superpowers make them fundamentally interact with the world in a different way. Um... That's something that uh, a lot of these movies lack, including with Justin Hammer, who is just a guy. They brought back uh, Thunderbolt Ross in uh, Civil War, 
and they included um Hulk villain Glenn Talbot on Agents of Shield, but for some reason, I guess Tim Roth is probably he has like a TV show or something that he's on all the time, right? So we're just gonna end the show because Justin Hammer is just a guy, and I guess we got I guess I got to talk about Marvel movies for a while. <laughs> yeah. So <sighs> sorry if you wanted more, but just watch Iron Man two and you'll get a thing. And you know what? Maybe just watch Iron Man two again. Maybe you'll enjoy it more. Yeah, give yeah. it a shot. It's probably fine, right? It's it's a solidly okay movie. Like it's not bad by any means. It's still pretty fun to watch. You know, there's a lot of good performances, and lots of good action set pieces. Just like most of the Marvel movies. They're you know, they're they're really good just like kinda sit down and turn your brain off movies. Yeah. Except for Iron Maybe Man. If you're 3. cleaning one day. Well, yeah, and that movie is mostly sad. Ex- and also, I would argue that parts of Civil War, after the big Berlin airport fight, they get more... Oh, I just like that whole thing. I, I like, I really like Civil War. And I, and I personally also like Age of Ultron, even though it felt more like vignettes. But it felt like a good representation of, like, an okay comic book event. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I, well, I enjoy both of those movies more than most people do, I think. Um, but I also haven't gone back and watched Winter Soldier to see if it's as good as, uh, we all remember. Um, I rewatched it, I think last year or so. It is still a mm. very good movie. Um, I just rewatched the first Avengers, uh, recently, and that movie is still great. Yeah, it turns out that Marvel Studios does a good job with their movies. Even if they're not the greatest movies, they're at least fun to watch in the background. Or, uh, what's your plugs? You can find me on Twitter, J3FK. Go to weaponizedlanguage.com to listen to my podcast, Creepypasta, where we talk about creepypastas. Seeing Reddit, where uh, me and two uh, my two co-hosts talk about a random subreddit each week and someone's PC, a Pokemon podcast, uh, where we, by, uh, by the time you're hearing this, we probably have reviewed all 151 first generation Pokemon. Uh, I do not know if we will do another season because it is work intensive. Uh, go to etsy.com slash shop slash fun times online. If you want to buy, um, pixel art, uh, perler bead, sculptures i guess i guess they're technically sculptures uh you'll see what i mean when you look at it uh i will also take commissions for them if you don't see anything you like um my name is jesse cooper and if you would like to follow me on well follow us on twitter you can follow us at alpha flight pod and check out the rest of our shows on the cure cast group on facebook if you'd like to support the shows, you can follow us on Patreon and buy t-shirts and junk on the Redbubble store. You can find the links to all that stuff in the show notes. This has been Alphabet Flight, and may Conchie protect you through all of your night travels. Good night! Mm-hmm.